Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Happy New Year and welcome to Ladies Talking Leafs. I'm Syl. And I'm Chris. And yes, welcome and Happy New Year. And I don't know if any of you guys and girls noticed, but we started off differently a little bit here. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to keep it fresh. Yeah, because it's hard. I was thinking of this as I was coming out here to Syl's place and I was thinking, how can we start a podcast differently? And you can't really say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, because our audience listening from everywhere. So we don't know. So I said to Syl, she has to start the podcast today. (laughs) How creative, right? But yeah, yeah. but that's okay. So that's what we started. uh, That's what we decided to do something different. And we say happy new year, of course, and hope you guys all and girls had a Merry Christmas. Um, That's the other thing we thought we'd start with basically to say, what is our favorite maple leaf? Christmas gift of all time that we ever got. Mm -hmm. And for me, I mean, I don't know, it's a combination of, I think it was Christmas that I got the tickets to the game. I don't know my first game. Um, I think my Uncle John, uh, well, my Uncle John definitely gave me the tickets. I know that. He knew some car salesman that <laughs> that, had, uh, <laughs> that had a connection at Maple Leaf Gardens. And they were gray tickets, always in the grays. I don't know. We're always with the real fans. That's where me and Syl hang out with the real fans, real, right, at the top of the, right at the top of the building. They weren't, mind you, I don't think they were in row. The last row at Maple Leaf Gardens was row P. I'll always remember that, I thought, right, but um, in the grays. But, uh, yeah, so that was my... Most favorite Maple Leaf gift. Um, between that and the jersey, I also got a jersey at some point. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, for what me, about you? Yes. actually, it's a fairly recent gift that you got for me. Um, even though I'm like not a real big wine drinker, but a few years ago, uh, Doug Gilmore um, had an uh, affiliation with the winery in um, Prince Edward County. So shout out to them. Uh, called Carlo Estates, and he did uh, wine with them. And he had, um, I guess, a, a promotional event at, at LCBO. And you found out about it and went, and knowing that I'm a huge Doug Gilmore fan, you found out about it and yes. went down there yeah. to get me a bottle of this wine. Um, and it is autographed by Doug Gilmore. Yes, I thought it was very cool. It, it actually <laughs> is really cool. And I, I have since been to this winery. That bottle of wine, too, is now worth quite a bit. It's like you, there's um, not many that you can find anymore. And it's, if you need, if you want to buy one there, because I think they still have a few, it's over 80 bucks for the bottle now. So oh, wow. it's going up in value as well. So... Anyway, that was really cool. I have not yet opened it because I don't know. I just I just don't really want to open it yet. But um, but yeah. So I have this this um, specially bottled uh, Doug Gilmore wine from Carlo Estates that is autographed by him. So yeah. So I basically went to the LCBO and um, I, I heard about him being there. And there wasn't too much of a line. He was really cool, actually, when I went to see him. I, he, he, was, he was sitting, there wasn't too many people and, uh, at that time. And then he, <laughs> and he's like, he, and so I just went up to him and I told him how last time we met him was at the post office at Canada Post, yeah. but you actually went right. to get me I'll never the, sign, the sign stamps. <laughs> when, I, when, I, uh, when I asked, he's, he was very particular about how to spell people's names. And when I said the name Christine, he said, is that where it, with a C or a K? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, yeah, we follow Dougie around a little bit sort of thing when we take advantage of, uh, when he's, uh, promoting something or involved yeah. in a promotion. So yeah, but on Instagram and Twitter, we actually put something uh, a little while ago, no, long time ago. Anyways, we said, what is the best gift a Maple Leaf fan could ever get or receive? And we, we want you to go on. We're not going to say what it is. So we want you, the audience, to go online and check out Twitter and Instagram and even tweet us to say that you actually know what the best ever gift is. Because um, we're not going to say it now. Because we want you guys to go and follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, and yeah, and you can find out what the best gift is for any Maple Leaf fan. Mm-hmm. And then yes. tell us what you think. And tell us what you think, yes, and think it is. So yeah, so we're going to get to December now, yes, to the games. Get into the nitty gritty of yeah. things. And um, So this is really first month of Sheldon Keith, Keith proper. Yeah, and it's lots of experimenting, basically. Mm-hmm. It's just like you can't keep track. I really... I mean, some people say it's good that way, but um, like, because everybody knows how to play with everybody. And now that we Mm -hmm, have, that's true. And now, unfortunately, because we have quite a few injuries coming up, it's a necessity. It's almost a necessity. So it's good that he's been experimenting the whole month, but um, started off not so good with the Avs and Philly. uh, Well, Philly was brutal. (laughs) That was like a 6-1 loss. And um, technically it wasn't. It wasn't really six. Well, I think they got three empty net goals or something. Like that. It was like yeah, two. I remember it was like bang, yeah. bang, bang. It's yeah, like, but, um, but then we got... Hard to watch. Um, yeah, but then in the Avs game, we got Marner back. So mm-hmm. that was good after missing 11 games. And you could immediately tell the difference, even though he was basically going on adrenaline a lot of that game. Um, but you yeah. could see the, the team played better. It was a better game. It's funny because it's almost like, uh, to me, I always sort of felt like when he came back, um, it he was a different player than he was at the start of the season. So it's like having that little bit of time off with the injury was sort of a reset and he was able to put the whole contract business behind him because yeah. he seems different. He seems like back to his normal self now. Oh, definitely now. Yes. Since yeah. the injury, yeah. which is kind of odd because normally like an injury, it takes a, you know, a player a little time to get well, back yeah. into and the you swing were, of things. And you were saying, because it, it was a highly ankle sprain, right? Yeah. Because you were saying yeah, originally I thought it was going to take him a lot longer. Yeah. And normally it does with that type of injury, but mm-hmm. Mitch is Mitch, I guess. Yeah. And he, Pretty resilient. He, he loves being a Leaf and mm-hmm. he, he was, uh, he's, he's very much okay now. Mm-hmm. But I guess, and then we lost, but I guess we get him back and then we lost Janssen. I know, that just was like blowing my mind how it's It's, like you get one back and another one, you know. And with him, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. And even with Trevor Moore now, because he got a concussion um, in practice, which I, nobody's really saying too much about that. So I'm like, yeah, so, so these, they're, they're kind of, they're not the same type of player, but they're all between Kapanen, Janssen, and Moore. Like they mm-hmm. can all play similarly or... Um, yeah, they, I think they, they each have probably a little bit of a special skill set, but yeah, yeah, but, but for the most part... They're like all they're, interchangeable sort of. Exactly. Right, interchangeable kind of parts. So, so I, I don't know, as you, as you miss the two, Kapanen has been obviously the, um, I guess, the most steady of them, obviously, mm-hmm. the being less injury prone right now. Although um, with him, I do find that, you know, as they've been experimenting and moving him up and down in the lineup, he, he tends to very much do better when he's down in the lineup somehow. Yes. So yeah. Playing on the third line, that seems yeah, to be with Kerfoot his spot. and Engvall. It just seems yeah. to be a better, better, yeah. um, position or time yeah I was for him I'm actually a little I was a little bit concerned until he scored the other night I think mm-hmm. it was on Friday night versus the Devils I think he got the goal there yeah. but um finally <laughs> because between those three players there there are trade possibilities I think oh 100 like, percent I mean that somebody is they're gonna get anything of substance, I mean, yeah. what, what are we going to trade for? Another yeah. player that is like in their their mold or, yeah. you know, like like someone we could call up. It's, that's just not yeah. not what we need. So it's, it's going to be a more top flight type player um, 
Probably on D. Yes, that's what we need, basically. On D or we need, and we need there. going back to <laughs> Freddie, basically, <laughs> on our backup goalie oh, situation. The never-ending the never theme. Ending thing. Mm-hmm. Because, so Freddie, first time, Sheldon Keefe, again, these are the changes that he's doing with his mm-hmm. experimentation. He actually played Freddie back-to-back versus Philly in yeah. the avalanche. And he was phenomenal in that avalanche game in the beginning of the of the right. month. And he, but now he's on pace for 64 games now to play, which, yes, which is not By good. all accounts is, I mean, if... If the drop-off that he's had in the playoffs is due to fatigue, which, I mean, you could say that, but no one really knows for sure, Mm -hmm. then this amount of games that he's sort of projecting to play is not good. However, it could happen that he plays less. Maybe he needs to play more. (laughs) We don't know. So um, until he actually wins a series and, you know, is our star every night like like we know he can be yeah. um we're not going to know what the real yeah. Uh, yeah perfect threshold is and there's only three more back-to-back games so hutchison yeah. he finally got his first win yeah. uh, versus the red wings mm-hmm. i think it was very yes it was yeah, the red and wings. Then, yeah and, and um, he squeaked another one out just this past yes, with the devils uh, yeah week yeah so mm-hmm. he met but there's still not a confidence there. I don't have. No. And there's only three back-to-backs left, so they cannot play him just another three games. There's no way. they got to get him in no, there. No, no, he's got to play more than that, which yeah. means that they're going to have to be very specific and uh, crafty in which games they decide to put him in. And this is what we pay our stats people for, yeah. I guess, right? Yeah. So yeah. they're going to have to look at all the different variables and figure out which teams um, basically we can outscore because he just has to hold the fort enough so that our guys can get as many, you know, like, like the Carolina game, for example. I mean, that was a, the Wild <laughs> West revisited again, which was totally crazy and wild but you know there's gonna have to be a few of those games where we are relying on outscoring our opponent i mean yeah and he's gonna have to you know just basically hold hold on yeah it's almost like the way they said it's like the grant fear thing from the edmonton oilers the oilers were an offensive machine Mm -hmm. in the 80s as long as grant fear knew that 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 next goal like like, you cannot give up goals against or something <laughs> over three yeah. at that time. But, but he wasn't the only one. There yeah. was a lot of goalies at that time. None of them yeah. were under two. So, yeah. yeah. So, but um, yeah. So I guess going back to that Avs game, it was Kadri's return as well. Yes. And uh, that, that was, was a special. Night. That was something special. Mm-hmm. The parents, the mom having tears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and we and having we shed tears. A tear. Yes, because... <laughs> I don't know. That deal to me might it might not work. So I think it. I don't think Tyson Berry, Tyson Berry's still he's playing better under Keefe. But honestly, you know, I think everybody thinks because he's the right hand D da 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 that Tyson Berry was the part of the deal that they were hoping to get. I don't think so. That's not my my um, impression. I actually think that Kerfoot was the mainstay of that deal. Because mm-hmm. they wanted um, a third line center that more fit the amount of playing time that they needed, which Kadri needed more playing time than he was going to get with us. And Kerfoot is the one that is signed for longer. Tyson Berry, they have for this year. And so I think he's a placeholder for when we're going to get uh, another defenseman. But then they should have. Then I think too. Well, I guess maybe the throw-in was the fact that the Avs paid for yeah, Tyson Barry's contract, like yeah, part of his contract for this so year. So we saved some cap. So you say, I guess that's it. Because to me, one for one, Kerfoot for Kadri, Kadri is No, better, that's is not the, that's not it. I think the other part of that deal is potentially who we might get after the fact. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I also think and the whole... truly there is not a single person when that trade went down yeah. that said 
that that was a bad deal because everybody was really high on no. Tyson Berry. Yes. So yeah, but it just had to me the fit. I don't know. Maybe we'll see I don't something think as we I, go along. I love Kadri, yeah. and he was a better fit for our team before the makeup of this team now. Last yeah. year was not a good season for him, and it's not just because of the suspension business. It's also because he wasn't able to get as much time on the ice as he really needs to. He's mm-hmm. flourishing in the Avs organization now because he's oh, yeah. getting yeah. you know second and sometimes first-line yeah. minutes and first power play time too. So I... I don't think that he was as good a fit here anymore. Yes, are we losing a huge aspect of what he delivered when he was here? Big time. Do we all miss him? Absolutely. But the way they're building this team now, he's not going to be as effective here as he has been in past seasons, I don't think. The other part I think I've... We'll move on in a second. But the other part that I think we're missing from Kadri is the fact that he loved being a Maple Leaf. Well, for sure. And I don't know these two other players like Kerfoot and Barry. The only people that have that love of being a Maple Leaf right now that I can see is Mm -hmm. Morgan Riley. Yeah, but he's... And mind you, he's the longest serving now. And obviously John Tavares... And he's also from BC. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And John Tavares, who's the... Mm -hmm. Obviously with his... Maple Leaf pajamas and everything. We all seen that picture yeah. of him under the blankets and the um, and uh, Zach Hyman. Yeah. I think actually likes but it. But you and know what? Connor you know Brown what, is um, really helps uh, players love being a Maple Leaf when they freaking win. That's well, going to help them all yes. love being a Maple yes, Leaf. Yes, so. yeah. None of them have seen that yet. So no. So we'll we'll have to wait. We'll have see. to wait for that. Yeah, yeah. So then, moving on to the middle of the month, I guess we had uh, the couple of games versus the versus the Blues, um, where again Sheldon Keefe. Um, well, it was one game versus the Blues. We won five to two. That was a really good game. That was a really in, good game. That's in probably Louis. might be one of the better games I've seen them play. Yeah, and then um, yeah, so that's where Keefe basically he changed the D pairings up and put Cece on the third pairing with Dermot, which yes, ultimately I that think was is a really good move. A really good because move. Yes, he hasn't had to do too much yeah <laughs> and, well, but you um, know what it's 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 a good role for that, him because he's he's just yeah. able to sort of play within himself instead yeah. of overdoing it yeah and then he moved barry with riley and then muzzin and hall that's been pretty good actually yeah. it's it's been i mean okay. there's obviously the downfall <laughs> yes neither of them are like great defensively and well, I, R- I, riley's a little bit better but the thing yeah. with them is i think they need to check in as to who is going, basically, True. right? Like who is... Yeah, they can't both go. They can't both time. go offensively. Or the other thing is, is that if, you know, the forwards also need to be smart about that yes. because they've yeah. got to know who they're playing with too yeah. and realize that these two are going to... They have an offensive gift and mindset. So they're... Not everyone can be scoring. It's like not, you know, Timbit soccer or whatever people yeah. <laughs> hockey yeah. so where everyone's trying to crowd around the net um although i i heard riley hasn't yeah. scored now in like 26, 26 games. games or something yeah which I know. he had the other night he had 10 shots on goal against the rangers I which so, i was like what? why couldn't it go in <laughs> I, I it's going to because when you start get, i think that's one of the the hallmarks or whatever when things start to turn around is when you're starting to get a lot of shots like remember Kadri was like that speaking yes of Kadri, yeah yeah he would go for a long time where yeah. he was like dinging them off the post and yeah you know he'd get so many shots and then none of them were going in is like he was totally snake bit and then yeah. eventually they'll start going in so it'll it'll happen for him is I think yeah. he's had a very uh, difficult start to the season. We don't really know what the background is of that 100%. No. That's yeah. been very, very... Yeah. Uh, He's been better of late, though. Yeah, so he is. So it's coming around. It's coming around. But, but as I was saying, the forwards, you know, if they're going to be playing that kind of, you know, cycle where the D is going to jump in, then part of that is the forwards need to cover as well. So, yeah. so speaking of forwards, though, smart about that. Move on to the forwards. Mm-hmm. We'll talk a little bit about, about Zach Hyman and that Western yes. Canada road trip that we mm-hmm. had. Basically, he was just all over the place in in wins in in Vancouver and Edmonton, and mm-hmm. um, 
and I mean, Freddie was phenomenal. There was like in Vancouver, he had like, I think that's why maybe people are saying that he's tired now because he had maybe like 10 breakaways to deal with in that Vancouver game. It was just, <laughs> which was nuts. It was just crazy. And he stopped them. It was just yeah. like, unbelievable. And that's not usually his forte. He's not normally no. great on those breaks, no. but, but Zach Hyman, basically he started the month. That's what I was saying this before we started this podcast to sell. He started the month on the line with Kerfoot and Kapanen. So he was on the, let's say, the third line. Then Keith switched him up, put him with his usual line mates because Marner came back. Mm -hmm. So he went back to Tavares, Marner, Hyman, mm -hmm. which was fine. Yeah, they played well. Then in the game versus the Red Wings, Hyman was with Matthews and Marner. So I think and so. we all know how that turned and out. And we all know how that turned out. So it seems no matter, that's what I was saying to Sill that, it seems no matter where Hyman is, basically, like, everything seems to be great, mm -hmm. sir. Like, and that's yeah. one thing Syl was mentioning with Babcock. Like, I mean, he obviously, Babcock... That's the one thing that he... Well, he was a he Hyman... He got a few things right, but that's... Yeah. He was, like, a, a high, Hyman a supporter, promoter through thick and thin, and a lot of people questioned it, but... You can't help what, but wonder if he was. He right obviously on the knew money. something was on that. Yeah. 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 And talk about players who like being Leafs. He's definitely oh, one yeah. of those. Yeah. He's definitely. So, um, and I'm not saying that has anything to do with the, the way he plays, but uh, the guy, you can just put him anywhere. And I mean, he's even on a really incredible <laughs> scoring pace, too. Yes, so, yeah. who would have thought? And yeah. coming off a, that's like a really hard injury yes. to come back from. Yeah. And he does not seem like he's missed a beat at all. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then, of course, we have to talk about Austin Matthews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I don't know. I was like, I'm just like right right now, like I'm sort of daydreaming a little bit about that goal he had the other night. Oh my God, he had a couple of incredible ones. Yes. And then that pass, and that sick pass the, that he made to Marner. My eyes are watering one. right yes. now, people. Yeah, yeah because um, basically, I mean, well, for me, it started with the, the game versus the Sabres where mm -hmm. uh, I think he had two goals and an assist there. But Yeah, he doesn't sure. usually just get one. But yeah, it's always very the, rare. It always seems that, like Eichel, it's obviously the Eichel Matthews mm -hmm. show. Let's just although say, right? I but, I kind of feel like that means more to Eichel than it does to Matthews. Yeah, like I don't yeah. really see that raw that kind of emotion where he, he's slapping the glass and he needs yes, to beat yeah. him. Like I don't yeah. think that I think it's more on the I think it's a little one sided. Yeah, but that, it's uh, rivalry. But it's funny because it's like there's the inconsistency with that Austin Matthews too, and a lot of people mm. I know they're saying like he's How getting he paid goes, the eleven point. Four million or whatever yeah. it is, he's the highest paid player. So, I mean, I could see like the Philadelphia game, the Calgary game, and the Edmonton game. He was especially Philadelphia and Calgary. He was almost invisible. I think. Yeah, that like, wasn't you a great. That wasn't a great road trip for him in he, general. Yeah, he wasn't going. So mm -hmm. it just. So when you see him going, like he yeah. has been recently, you're just yeah. thinking, if only. He could even it out a little bit, but he's on pace now for 53 goals. Yep. So our prediction from... Slowly creeping up. Yes. I think he's like yeah. right behind uh, yeah. Mr. Pastaman. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's definitely, well, we already said he's going to hit 50. We think he is. And yeah, um, yeah that so... would be something, which I do have to make a correction from our last podcast too, because I, and I want to sincerely apologize to Dave Andrichuk because I think I said that Gary Lehman was the last person to score 50 for us and Dave Andrichuk was the last person. So Dave, okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, so we've we've said our apologies. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, and um, I guess along with Austin Matthews, William Nylander has been pretty much following him along, or I don't know if he's the driver too. Like, it's, it's kind of funny because he was with Nylander most of the month yeah. until Keith switched up with Marner. Yeah, and I thought I found that was interesting actually, and I thought that says a lot about um, Willie maturing as a player that he moved lines, but he hasn't really missed a beat. And him and yeah. Tavares yeah, are kind of creating some stuff. So yeah, because right now Nylander, the last six games, he has five goals, five assists. So yeah. he has ten points in the last six games. So he hasn't dropped off after no. no. And I no. think. 
that's a credit to obviously to, to Tavares, yeah, right? Because we all know that he's yeah. like a, a star the maker, anyways. Yeah, because on the Islanders, I don't know who the hell he was playing with, but it doesn't matter. Nobody. That's mm-hmm. why we can't remember the names. So obviously, he couldn't be. <laughs> we remember John Tavares, but we don't remember the names of the other two well, players. I do remember a few, but, but oh, you do? <laughs> yeah, like Matt Molson. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, did that's Matt right. Pozo yeah. play with him too. Anyways, I don't know. anyways, forget about the New York Islanders. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so. Keith's record, sorry, Keith's record going now is uh, 12-4-1, I guess, after this Rangers That's game. So bad. It's not bad. I have and, to give um, him credit, and this is one of the things that I kind of love about his coaching style is he, like, where Babcock was very, this is our game plan, and this is, and we're sticking to it. This guy is so, has such a bead on, the way the game is going and his players it's like he i don't know how he can know them so well mind you some of them he's coached for a long time but and he does the in-game adjustments he just seems to have the pulse of the game and the players and he's the way he does things it's very situational like even the way he handles the back the back-to-backs and the the goaltenders um I kind of feel like there's he's never going to just go one way and I, honestly I think that's a smart way to be too because even within like I'm I'll be really curious you know assuming that we make the playoffs to see how he makes these adjustments within a series. That's yes, going to be yeah. really oh, be really yeah. interesting to watch because that is when these things could play dividends because he potentially could be making it so that the, the the team we're playing is playing against a different Leaf lineup yeah. every yeah. other game or so, depending on, you know, what, where they are in the series, what the situation demands, um, and within game as well. Like, he seems to be able to kind of make these switches on the fly, and yeah. so it's kind of interesting. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes going into January. Mm-hmm. But now we're going to go on to a different kind of topic that a lot of uh i guess the radio guys and and uh radio programs yes. have been going and tv we're going to go into the ladies talking leaves top 10 moments of the decade and we kind of have our own little spin on it yeah. obviously yeah. so because we're fans yeah. <laughs> so um yeah so well, i guess we'll start with number, number 10. 10 yes yeah. so um do you want me to start you start okay so for me <laughs> number 10 was the FNF trade. Um, I'll never forget the day that that was done. And it kind of floored me because, first of all, the last time something like that happened was when we got Dougie. So, of course, like we're like, oh, a big, yes, massive yeah. overhaul like that midseason. You're like, okay, something cool could happen from this. Um, obviously, FNF was still a really highly touted defenseman at the time. Yeah. I actually um, wrote down though the the players that we got in exchange or yeah. like we had to change mm-hmm. for was uh, Matt Stajan. Yeah, which who ended, that was I was sad about that yeah. because and he was he, always a good leaf. But he loved he ended up being quite the Calgary flame there. Like Big time. he was there a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh and then Nicholas Hagman, yeah, Ian White and Jamal Mares. Yeah. Right. So that's that's who we basically gave mm-hmm. to to get Funoff. And yeah. I think Hagman, he went on to play and in different different yeah. spots too yeah. and actually did really well. Um, but yeah, like I remember it being a really big deal and Brian Burke was pretty much being lauded at the time. Like I, it's so difficult in this market because when these things go sour, which we obviously know that yeah. it did <laughs> and sour, sour, sour it yeah. was. Yeah. Um, but at the time... That was a pretty hopeful moment for yeah. us sleep oh, fans. Yeah. I yeah. remember it being a pretty big deal, yeah. and we were all pretty happy about it. Yeah. So number nine, we're mm-hmm. going to move on. Number mm-hmm. nine is, so we've, we tried to make this more positive, let's just say, but <laughs> there are certain things that yeah. you cannot deny happened. And yeah, because they're... These are these are our top moments, yeah. not necessarily good moments always, but, <laughs> but we remember them and we know what we were feeling at the time. So yeah. the number nine was the waffle incident. Yes. So we were talking about sour things. <laughs> this, this was one of those sour times. So this this actually happened. Looking back though, um, like this happened like I guess like nine months after the, the fun of trade. So yeah. it was like December 2010. Yeah. Um, that it happened one. 
Um, one guy wrote the Leafs were um, were over. They had overside egos. Get it? They said egos. Oh, so I think so. That that's that's why he that's why he oh, okay. That's why the fans. That's the why waffle. he threw the waffle sort yeah. of thing with the egos and the egos, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't even remember. I don't think we were at that game though. I don't no. remember being there. I remember. I remember eventually it started with the egos, but then it got worse. It started with like the jerseys being yeah. thrown on the ice and all mm-hmm. that, right? But I think um, we were there for a jersey throwing incident. So the previous year, just to I guess give our audience a bit of a context, <laughs> a back, a back uh, yeah, like as to what happened before. So we finished twenty ninth the previous mm-hmm. year. Um, Actually, it was funny too with that with that waffle incident because I had to re I had to go back. I actually read. Uh, I guess Austin Matthews has made things so much better that I forgot a lot of things about the event. <laughs> but, so I had to go back and look up things on the internet, and yeah. I saw Colby Armstrong was actually on the team at yeah. that time, and he said. Who brings waffles to a game? He's like, and now that you see the guy on Sportsnet, like I can just picture him saying saying this sort of thing, right? And he was a player at that time. But yeah, Yeah. so that was number nine. Mm -hmm. So, so number eight, which, yeah, I guess this could be, could have been in multiple different slots, but we chose it as our number eight moment is the collapse in Boston. So still hanging on to their negativity there. So, yes. Um, Wow, I just I remember that game, and I don't think we were together watching no, that. This game. is what we were, we were talking about yeah. this the other day, and I couldn't understand. I was with my friend Deb. I know Deb is listening. We went to um, okay, so we were at an establishment basically with my friend Deb, and um, yeah, it was going so well. I remember how excited I was, and I'm she, sure was everybody like, there was. Oh yeah, yeah, and and same with us at home. Like I was, I was watching. Yeah, at I home. don't know why we were separated, but so I was just like, I, I couldn't believe it. Going into the third period, that we were like ahead. Yeah, and by like it was four to one, I think, right? And I yeah. was like, this is fantastic. But then, yes. It was the collapse. <laughs> it was like one by one. You could just tell as soon as they got the sec, the Bruins got the second goal. You could just tell something yeah. was not right, like mm-hmm. that it was not going well. And talk about emotions. I was just like, oh my God. I was just, I, afterwards, I remember walking out and Stunned. like downtown because we were in downtown somewhere and, um, yeah, like it, you just couldn't believe That's it. That's how I, was, I felt. I I was stunned. Yeah, and, like, and I'm pretty sure the players were stunned. But you know, that is Boston's mo, and they still do this to this day. They can turn it on, and this is like a hallmark of Boston teams in general, yes, because yeah. the Patriots do this too, where in the last two minutes, five minutes, <laughs> they just can pour it on, yeah. and the game is like it's like. A slap in the face, like what the heck just happened? Yeah. And that's what happened to us then. Yeah. And of course, we know really the fallout from that. And that's kind of still been hanging over us, obviously, even though that the makeup of our team now is completely different. We'll get past it. We get, we get soon. Past we have it. a feeling. Yeah. Good feeling. So number seven. Number seven was the Winter Classic in uh, 2014 mm-hmm. at the big house in Detroit uh, or yes. in Ann Arbor, Michigan. That outdoor game, this uh, it's actually it's coming up now, I guess, because it was New Year's New Year's game, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. that we'll never forget because nope. it was it was just freezing, and it was freezing, and it was snowing. We were like human snow people. I'll never forget. I've I've never seen that much snow coming down, <laughs> and we were sitting there, and it was just accumulating Thank- on all of us. Thank God Tyler Bozak scored that yeah. overtime, or it was overtime or shootout. It was shootout, no? I think so, yeah. Yeah, but um, anyways, thank God he scored the, the goal, the winning goal, because... Made it all to, worth it. Yes, yeah, because I remember going to the restaurant afterwards, yeah. and you could feel your face melting, like <laughs> the tingling yeah. sensation. So we must have had frostbite, I'm thinking to myself now, because that tingling sensation on the face. And we were so layered up, because we had... I don't know. I would think I was wearing like five layers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, and lots of yeah, layers. It was yeah. so crazy. Yeah. And I am not a winter weather person. Yeah. So for, you got to know that I love the leaves for me to put myself out there <laughs> yeah. and sit through but that. It was, and, it was worth and it. And be definitely. happy. 
It was definitely oh, worth it. And though. then that yeah. drive home was so treacherous. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Thanks to Gary. Yes. Right. Yes. For, uh, for getting us to home safely. That was, yes, that was quite the drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Afterwards. And it was, it was late too, because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was really, that's the only, the one thing it was so, it's such a small town. It was getting a hundred thousand people out of there in a snowstorm yeah. was a nightmare, but it was worth it. And it was like an experience, obviously that we're never going to forget. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And okay. So number six, the Shanahan slash Babcock hiring. So yeah, we kind of put them together. Yeah. Sorry. Because, um, well, for time, for, partly, for the but, time and, um, and we get, give us an extra spot too <laughs> on the top 10, but anyways, uh, but I, when Shanahan got hired initially, um, by Tim Lewicki, that was kind of an interesting thing because, you know, is I've never, ever really associated him with, you know, I know he's like from Mimico and everything, but at the time I never really associated him so much with Toronto. So for him to come back here and talk about how he had this vision for changing things around, I don't know, that really resonated with me at the time. And then when they were able to bring Mike Babcock in, who mm-hmm. by all accounts was the biggest get for a coach at the time. Oh, now, again, for sure. Yeah. Hindsight being what it is. Um, you know, that was such a huge deal. Like I remember them, you know, watching the the cars yes, and yeah. the planes and it w- all of this stuff going wasn't on between quite us the, and Buffalo. Uh, wasn't quite the Kawhi Leonard thing, sort no, of. But, not quite, but, but almost. Like, almost, yeah. Considering he's a coach, that was an unprecedented scenario. Yeah. Um, so that was, again, like another sign where, you know, we had a little bit more hope for the future because yeah. I kind of felt, especially with Shanahan, that he had a real idea of what, because it seems yeah. like he's been a fan yeah. of this team growing up, what it really would mean and what really needs to be done to kind of turn this ship around. Yeah. And he made some hard decisions really early on um as well and um, yeah because like he he's kind of he did what basically he's i think stevie y now in detroit is using his template sort of thing really yeah like because it's kind of interesting because stevie y has a pretty good template of his own yeah stevie y steve eiserman sorry yeah i should say that (laughs) (laughs) in case nobody knows stevie y everybody should know him but um because he's a he's a great player hall of famer and yeah, I think he's using the same thing in Detroit, basically looking at what he has. Yeah. It's a little bit different, but he's looking at what he has and he's going to build that team through the, through the draft mm-hmm. and, um, and get good veteran players in there to help the younger players along. All right. Number five mm-hmm. we have as, <laughs> I'm just looking at this list now as, as I'm doing it again. And I don't know why I didn't notice this before, but there's a lot of Austin Matthews in here. <laughs> um, so number five is the Austin Matthews draft. Yes. Yes. And I mean, you can't deny it. Obviously he's, uh, when, when we draft, like got him in the draft, that lottery, when they flipped the logo Well, first over. of all, like, I think we have to include the lottery night as well yes, in that, yeah. because yeah. I remember a hundred percent what I was doing, where I was, yeah. um, when I was watching them flip those cards over. Yes, and yeah. when they, when we got the number one, like everybody started jumping up and down and screaming and it was a but huge they, deal. They said it was funny because they're, I don't really remember the logic behind the lottery, like as yeah. to how they run it, but there was a number 13 involved. Uh-huh. And from what I remember too, there's 13 on the maple leaf on the logo. There's the 13 little, oh. the little um, sticks along the logo or whatever. There's yeah. the 13 there. Yeah. And the fact that the number 13 played a part in the lottery ball uh-huh. somehow. I'll, I'll have to look up and, and I'll research this a bit more. But anyways, I remember this thought and I, it's almost like it was like meant to be because of this yeah. number 13. There is a reference there, though. I just thought in my mind to Matt Sundin, which uh, that I don't like too much. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we'll get into that another time. But um, <laughs> anyhow, I, I'm getting these a lot. I don't know. This is but like, yeah, and then... And then actually getting him. Yes, yeah. You just, I don't know, then, then of course, 
that led, we might as well just go into number four yes. uh, on the list, which, which was with, his opening night. Yeah. Um, drama, which like, I remember I actually was at a client's house, um, training and, uh, the game had started and before I even got out the door, like her husband was watching it yeah. and I was kind of listening and uh, he said, oh my God, Austin Matthews has scored. I'm like, wow, that's great. In his first <laughs> yeah. game, that's so good that he scored. Yes. Yeah. And then before I even left, oh my God, he scored again. <laughs> wow, two yeah. goals, holy crap. And then by the time I got home and then watched the, how it all unfolded, yeah. So yeah. Was so it's the crazy. Four, it's the number four is his four goals yeah. in the, his first game, yeah. and all no hat tricks. No, just the four. But goals. I just remember I was watching it on TV too, and at the same time, I don't know how I was hearing of it if it was on social media or whatever, yeah. or even just on the broadcast itself. But I remember there was players from other teams yeah, chiming, totally. chiming in basically. Yes, and they were tweeting. I remember that One too. of them, especially that, and I'm sure it's important to Austin Matthews as well, was Patrick Kane. Yes. Right? Because he's very much, that's kind of one of his, his heroes. His or, heroes, or, his and idols. idols. And yeah. uh, he looks up to him being an American too. Yeah. American-born player. And Patrick Kane, apparently, he, he said like, He's like, what's going on? He's like, because everybody, I guess, I think he was out West or I guess with the time difference. Mm -hmm. And he said, he's like, like people were calling him basically mm -hmm. saying, you got to come and watch the kid, your American fellow Americans kid is like making history here. He's yeah. like, what? He's like, and, and then I just thought that was cool. The fact that other, so many other players were watching. So it. many other players yeah. were, were watching it. Um, so yeah, so that was number no, four. I, that was, that was definitely incredible. And um, I, what I love too, is that every goal was different. Yeah. Like he scored Four, four goals <laughs> yeah. in four different ways, which is really, you know, he's got his moves, obviously yes. his, his signature moves, yeah. but that is one of the things that is so special about him is that he works on his shot, but not just the shot, it's the versatility so that he, he can, he can light it up from pretty much anywhere. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So that was. Yeah, we had no idea what we were going to be in for in that moment, but yeah. wow, that was definitely uh, an incredible um, moment, start. basically yes. of the decade. Yeah, yeah. And one, just one last thought. I the one goal that I remember was him blowing past Eric Carlson. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. That was very nice. But okay. So Moving on then, to number three. Uh, the centennial season. Yes, so there the was a lot of season, spe yeah. special moments. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So it started on that opening night with the retirement of the players' numbers. Yeah, when I, they, oh, my gosh. That was such an yeah. emotional. I, we luckily brought Kleenex with us because we <laughs> knew we would need it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> oh, and I don't even know if we want to mention the, who was No, no. There, we won't get it. That's negativity. Anyways, so, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, so, no negativity. Sorry. <laughs> Because now we're all into the positive yes. stuff. So, um, um, so, but that was um, because, and that is uh, a Shanahan thing. Yes, you know, the yeah. fact that he, you know, because that was always a thing with, you know, Montreal Canadians, they always retired the numbers. And yeah. with the Leafs, they were like, no, no, we're going to honor the numbers, blah, 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 yeah. blah. But um, the fact that Shanahan, he kind of gets it, you know, the reverence that should be surrounding this Leafs team. And, um, that was one of the first, first signs of that. Yeah. And then of course, um, the creating legends row, that was another, yeah. another thing, because yeah. that's a thing that we do love when we go on our road trips. Yeah. A lot of places have really cool statues. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and so now we, we have our own and it'd be interesting to see, you know, how they decide to add to that down the road. But yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I guess part of that centennial season was the centennial classic game exactly. too, the outdoor and, game. Oh, thank God it was a lot warmer. That <laughs> it day. was warm that day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. So basically the only thing that I thought of actually that on that centennial season that it didn't work out to do would to be having some sort of event at Maple Leaf Gardens because thankfully, yeah, thankfully, Maple Leaf Gardens is still standing, not mm -hmm. like other they places. They didn't tear it down. Um, it's very different looking uh, <laughs> right now, being partially a, uh, a 
uh, what is it, Loblaws grocery store, yeah. and then partially behinding to um, a school with the Ryerson, um, yeah, athletic, yeah, center. Facility. So um, there are things. It would have been nice to have something there, but it maybe I don't know what it. Obviously, there's complications to do that kind of thing. So um, number two. So number two, we have is the 2016-17 season and making the playoffs with basically our three young guys, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and William Nylander in their rookie years and actually yeah. making the playoffs. And that was a surprise. It was like yeah. not expected. Yeah, that no, that I mean, I think that's why now, well, I mean, by now, yes, we think that these guys should be making the playoffs, obviously. Mm-hmm. But even like the year or two after Matthews got drafted, like really you shouldn't have maybe made the playoffs. I don't know. But that, mm-hmm. ma- that making the playoffs and um, against Washington, I mean, yeah, we, we only they, lost to get, lost like one goal for by every game. That's right. And, right, so. And we, we pushed them pretty far. Yeah. So. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that was really exciting, and right? And it was fun. And, and that was, like, it, we hadn't been there for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. And, and, um, and, with, and there was an excitement too. Like even like, some of the playoffs that you know we like even in that 2013 um season yeah that was a yeah yeah yeah, because it was the shortened season right Um, that was good but it didn't feel as exciting as because it was the shortened season well that that and also i don't know there's just there's the makeup of our team was so different and this this because it had the young guys and everything there's just there's a promise of of what is yet to come yeah you know um and i think that kind of gave it a little bit of a different feel yeah for me anyways okay and number one (laughs) this is definitely a personal this is definitely a personal one (laughs) no one else has this experience (laughs) and no one is gonna have it as number one but of course it's related to our number one overall draft pick too, Austin, Austin Matthews. Um, yes, it's our, basically we went on a road trip to, I think we've mentioned this before yeah. with our, um, when we we're going through our road trip uh, promo stuff yeah. and um, basically it's our trip to Vegas and um, we had a moment at the game in Vegas. Yeah, because <laughs> we all know that Austin Matthews had a night in Vegas last yes. year. Yes, and um and there was a moment after he scored the goal, after one, he scored one of his goals. We have to tell but, them where we were sitting. Oh, yes. Okay, okay. So we were sitting two rows from the glass yeah. on the side that the Leafs, Leafs were shooting on twice. Yes. So all the goals that he scored at that end, we like were right there. Yeah. And on this one particular goal. Yes. Yeah. So basically he came, he scored his goal, came around, came basically right right, right through with his arms up in the air stick up right to the glass and me and sill were like we jumped up at we the were same jumping time up at the same time we <laughs> we could have leaned forward against the glass yes. to actually meet him to kind of like yeah. high five well, with we both hands had to jump over the people in front of yes us, but, but it was like it was like he was looking right at us and like banged incredible. on the glass yeah. sort of thing. And of course, and we have our jerseys on and yes. everything. So and it was definitely a fan moment, but big time. It was never have we had that experience with like yeah. with a and a player, especially of that. Like it, I mean, Austin Matthews is something as a special player, obviously, Very right? Special. Even if it was somebody else, another Maple Leaf player, that would be a moment for mm-hmm. us sort of thing, mm-hmm. right? But being Austin Matthews, it yeah, was just and, and at another we know, level. Like everyone knows and every- his celebrations are epic too. <laughs> yes. So and so everyone's like, Did you get it on camera? Did you get it on camera? I'm like, We don't think about the cameras at the game, right? Like we're into no, the game, totally. right? We're in I mean I wish Actually I do I, have it in the camera of my mind. Yeah, yeah. Forever. And I mean you you can't obviously you can't have what you're gonna have your camera while you're going against the yeah. like trying to high five no, against the glass. It happens so fast yeah. that it's not a pos- not possible. However, yeah. my my uh <laughs> my significant other was watching with my family at home yes. and I they happened to to catch some of it and when we i think they were recording it for us <laughs> so when we came home we actually played it back and so you could kind of see us a little bit um, yeah i remember i camera. remember him showing yes you can see it a little bit anyways <laughs> just our bottom half so like, that's our number anyway. one moment um <laughs> yeah 
I hope you got a, a, an idea as to the feeling. That sort of thing. <laughs> you could tell we're very excited even yeah. now. Sort of thing. We've never had an, an, all the games that we've been to. Yeah. Um, and that was, yeah. those seats were incredible, first of all. Yeah. And they were not expensive. Like we got really lucky on those. Um, so, yeah. wow. Anyways, yeah. definitely worthwhile to sit down close and to I'm the sure we'll talk can. about this more again when we talk about in our road trip segment and we say mm. and we will probably talk about it again because it was definitely uh, a moment that yes, we'll never moment. forget yeah so that's our top 10 and yeah so now we're just we're looking ahead to January it's mm-hmm. kind of like going to the January doldrums doldrums January February so we have like the the bye week coming up yeah 19th of January to the 26th so yeah. That's a good time for Leaf fans to take a vacation because you're not going to miss anything in case the resort you go to doesn't have <laughs> a satellite TV or whatever. Yeah, and uh, I always hate that week because it's so boring. Yes, yeah, we'll have to mind you. There will be definitely now's the time um, that we'll be watching for like the uh, that's when the other teams will start catching up with their games in hand, right? Stuff like that. They'll True, be, because they're we're not all off at the same time. So yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so definitely it's uh, now we're in the, uh, what do you call it? Like the playoff watch, the standings, basically, yeah. right? It's it's going to start now, basically, mm-hmm. with that. And um, yeah, so... so it'll be interesting to see what happens with Tampa going forward if they're yeah able to make good on those games that they have. But Yeah, so there's no easy games, basically, in January from where it starts with Winnipeg on the 2nd right. um, of January. And, um, and there's... There's only really a couple of games that maybe you would say they should win, which is mm-hmm. versus the Devils again and versus the Hawks. And even with Chicago, though, it's not always a given because yeah. they can pull out a good game every yeah, now and again. Taves and Kane are, are yeah. there, and it's definitely, uh, they're still player, good players, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the big division game versus the Panthers. Right, and we haven't even played them yet. No, I don't. Yeah, no, it's kind of. It's so weird. Um, like they yeah. seem to those games against the Florida teams. They seem to put in the second half of the season more. So yeah, and they were looking pretty good last night. I saw them versus the Habs. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I'm like, we better be ready for that one. That's right. Um, and that's yeah. even without Bobrovsky playing that great. Yeah, and so. he was playing pretty good last night. And Jonathan Huberdeau, Huberdeau, yeah, Huberdeau, and. Um, and uh, Barkov, mm-hmm. yeah, they're pretty good players there. And um, yeah, and then after the break, they come back. They play Nashville on the twenty seventh, which I think will be maybe a dud. I know that game, used to hopefully. be one that we used to look forward to. But yeah, but yes, now that PK is not there, yeah, no, and, and just just because it's right after the bye week too, right? So yeah. that's going to be take a little bit to mm-hmm. get the guys and going. Then other than that, there's just the All Star game um, during this time as well. Yeah. I'm not really sure the the date of that. I did not record yeah, that. We did not record. Um, and it's in St. Louis, though. And we don't yeah. know for sure who is going to be representing the Leafs yeah. there. Yeah. It likely will be Austin again, but also Pete, there's talk of Freddie potentially being yeah. picked, and I'm really hoping that's not the case. Yes. Yeah. He needs he needs the vacation. Right? We're exactly. we're okay with the 10 day yeah. vacation for yeah, him. I mean, I, we all know he should be an all star, but. Um, yeah, I'd be I'd be perfectly fine with him not having to being, go to that. Being on a beach in Aruba or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So we hope you enjoy this edition of Ladies Talking mm-hmm. Leafs. Um, again, give us your feedback on Instagram, Twitter. Um, and for all of our loyal followers to date, thank you yes. so much for yeah. listening. We so much appreciate it. And of course, we welcome your feedback. So anytime yeah. you guys have any ideas for us, we're, we're totally cool with, with listening uh, with listening to them. And just let us know what you'd like to hear more about. And we'd be happy to oblige. Yeah. So we'll talk to you in a month. Mm-hmm. And for now, go Leafs, go! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.